And I know this one guy, our dear friend, who's up on all the news in the NFL. He'll probably know. He probably knows now, but he can't divulge it, who the Eagles' starting quarterback is. He'll know first, though, that's for sure. From ESPN, all the NFL information, news, and notes go through this man, Shefty, on the Comcast Business Outline. Good morning, Shefty. Anthony, Bob, Philadelphia, happy Labor Day weekend to everybody and happy football season to everybody. Happy football season to you, my friend. Now, do you know? You're just not saying it yet? <laughs> like, I like you said, the chef, forget about the Woj bomb. The Shefty bomb is always what I wait for. No, thank you, Anthony. You're very kind. You're very kind. I, you know, listen. They're not saying anything right now, and maybe Doug will say it today, and maybe he won't. But I, I think, to me, you know, we're all thinking it would be Foles right now, right? I mean, yep. not ruling Carson out, and I'm not saying it will be full, but I think that's the way we're all thinking right now. And if it went another way, I think it would be a surprise. But, look, they, they've got six more days to get it sorted out. It's just, again, I come back to... When Carson was talking about the incidence of re-injury and the statistics involved for players coming back under nine months from that knee injury, he knew those numbers. You can't tell me that he didn't get those numbers from the medical staff and from Dr. Lurie and that he wasn't aware fully of the risks that he was taking. And I just think that they're going to be careful because they have number nine and because they can do that and because it's early in the season and because of how much Carson means to that team for the next 15 or so years. I agree. I, I think you're uh, you're you're dead on. It is, of course, the biggest thing here. Watching, you know, the Eagles are a little banged up to start the season. No Alshon, yeah. Aguilar is banged up, so the skills of the offense taking a little bit of a hit. But you know, much like what goes around, the, really around the whole league, the whole league views the almost the first couple weeks of the regular season as an extended preseason, just the games that count. I don't know about that, Anthony. It, 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 it is and it isn't. And it isn't in the sense that it's real, it counts, it's different. Look, you, you've covered football teams, I've covered football teams. I always found it to be, it was very strange. Um, you would be around 90 guys all summer long. The locker room would be crowded. The practice field would be crowded. And then all of a sudden, come roughly September 1st, you walk into that locker room. And it's leaned out. Yeah. And yeah. it's thin. And it's not like Bob's basketball locker room, but there are not nearly as many guys. And the practice field seems far less crowded. And everything seems more intense. And the stakes seem higher. And everything seems better at that point in time. It's sort of like being away, at, you know, at uh, a camp or something like that. You're camping out and you come home and your house looks nice and big and clean. You know, it's, it's just a different vibe. And... The regular season, when you say it's similar, I think that the issue that these teams have, and they'll have it more than ever before, is that a lot of teams are not playing their regular players nearly as much as they used to in the preseason. Well, that's so, my whole point. I mean, look at the Rams. Yeah, when, 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 the, when the Eagles go out there Thursday night, when the Falcons go out there Thursday night, when the Cowboys, Giants, Redskins go out that opening Sunday, and these guys are asked to play 60 minutes, it's going to be physically challenging for these guys to find a way to get through that. It's going to test their stamina, their conditioning levels. There always are, always are, 
more injuries in the first and second and third weeks of the season than there are in the other weeks because it's a little bit of a shock for these bodies to be asked to do what they do in the setting at, with the intensity being what it is. And yeah, so that's not calloused that, yet. They need to get calloused. Yeah, exactly. And so they're, they're going to start doing that next week. All right, so question. Jerry Jones, yeah. you heard it. He said get rid of two preseason games and add yeah. the two regular season games. He brought that old argument back, but it took some steam. Uh, do you do you foresee that at all happening in the near future? You know, listen, they have talked about this an awful long time now, and it has not happened. Now, the league has considered a number of options, and we'll see if the league can get anything done. It, it, it may be that we don't even see an extended regular season. Maybe one day it means that the playoff format is different and even expanded. There's a lot of different ways the league could look at this. Uh, this you could take to the bank literally and figuratively. If the league can figure out a way to make more money of fewer games, more lesser preseason games, more regular season, more postseason, whatever it may be, the league is going to do that. Okay? But they've been looking at it for a long time, and they have not moved forward with any plans. And it's been a topic that's come up for a lot of years now, and nothing's happened. And you know what? Let me say this to you also. They need the cooperation, the league does, of the NFLPA. And they don't have that right now. And we've got a new CBA coming in three years. And maybe when the two sides sit down and are grabbing for more money in a few years, and they'll be talking before them, but when it really starts to try to get done, maybe a revamped, reformatted schedule will be a part of those conversations and will help both sides get what they want in the next stage. But, but the NFLP is not signing off on anything like that right now. She's not going to do that. Shefty, it's been a pretty vanilla uh, preseason here in Philadelphia because, you know, besides Carson and the injury and wondering how that may play out, nothing really, you know, nothing exciting here. There, you have the roster, you know who you are. Yep. You're proverbially the best, the best team in 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 the NFL. But let me ask you, what, what you took out of the preseason throughout the whole league? Like, what what were a couple of your biggest takeaways, your biggest stories that may have happened this preseason that I'm not going to say people don't know about, but but things that kind of like took you a little bit and, and might have an effect on the season. Uh, Bob, to your point, I thought it was a rather uneventful preseason. Yeah, I, I that, that's kind of where, that was like the second thing in my head, Shefty, while I was asking you that. Am I missing something here? It seemed very vanilla. Because when, when you hear, when you hear, when you say, what stands out about this preseason? And I think about the last month or so of the preseason. The only thing that I could tell you would be probably the accelerated growth of the rookie quarterbacks. And I don't know that you care about that as much in Philadelphia, but I think Josh Allen is going to be called on sooner than we thought in Buffalo. And Sam Darnold is going to be called on sooner than we thought in New York. And Baker Mayfield looks like he's the real deal. And the Cardinals are very happy they have Josh Rosen, even though Sam, Dor Sam Bradford is going to start the season, it looks like. These rookie quarterbacks have looked like they're the real deal so far, for whatever that's worth in the preseason. So to me, that would be what stands out about summer, those guys. I also think you're looking at a lot of these record deals, which, again, is more an off-the-field issue. Odell Beckham Jr. becomes the highest-paid wide receiver this week. Right. Aaron Rodgers the next couple of days becomes the highest-paid player. And I would think that if the Rams and Aaron Donald can 
get together and clear some final hurdles that Aaron Donald will become the highest-paid defensive player in NFL history. So literally in the span of a week, you're looking at a, the highest-paid defensive player, the highest-paid player, and, and the highest-paid wide receiver all getting done within one week, which is a little unusual too. So, so when you when you look at this thing, and it's been such an odd preseason because of what you guys just said, and like the Rams not playing anybody. I mean, like it's, mm-hmm. it's so bizarre. And there's more of that than ever before. Yeah. And you know yeah. why that is? There's a couple of factors behind that. Number one, I think teams recognize like it's just not worth the risk to put these guys out there in these preseason games. College teams do this all the time. It's not like they've four preseason games before they go play. You know, on Saturday night, Notre Dame and Michigan are square off. How many teams, how many games have those two teams played up until now? And the other thing is, is that a lot of these teams are practicing against other teams. So if you're practicing and scrimmaging against other teams, what do you need to play in a game for? So they don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You're getting your work done. Hey, you, you, you brought up you brought up the Rams there, Anthony. The, the Rams spent two full days practicing against the Ravens before they played them in a game. Mm-hmm. So Sean McVay, the Rams coach, trotted out Jared Goff. He saw a lot of different looks, a lot of different defenses. What does he need to play him in the third preseason game for when he when he practiced two days against the tough Baltimore Ravens? Yeah, yeah, it's true. All the more reason not to have two, at least to have cut it in half and get rid of two preseason games. Well, again, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be discussed, and I'm sure if there's a way to monetize that, yeah, the league know. will be all for it. Yeah, without a doubt, brother. Curious, what are you hearing about the Cowboys mm-hmm. and their and that offense? Mm-hmm. Look, looks pretty pedestrian. Little, I mean, obviously but, Zeke helps immensely, but that pass game, what are you gonna? What's going to happen there? Why are we why are we talking about the Cowboys in Philadelphia? Are we, okay, because we take we'll glee <laughs> in their, we take glee and when they're not when they're not good. All right. Okay. Well, here's here's what I would say about Dallas. The word around the league on them is that their offense has looked rather flat this preseason. But you know what? So have a lot of offenses. And you say Zeke not playing. Well, Zeke not playing. It's like saying, okay, well, Carson went. Carson Wentz hasn't played. How's the Eagles no, offense? No, no, no. I said like, Zeke is Zeke is Zeke. I mean, but their pass game, he's going to well, have let, a little let, bit, but their listen, pass game is still what it is. It's not that good. But, well, people are concerned about it. They Or let, let's say this. People have questions about it. I think that's the best way of saying it, right? I mean, it's because, a mistake. There's no Witten. <laughs> there's no Witten. And there's no Dez. That's right. And so it's. It's a change. I, I'm just going to say this to you, though. And every team goes through this at various points, and it takes different twists and turns. I was back in Denver in the mid-1990s covering that team when they had, at that time, Mike Pritchard, who they traded a couple of number one draft picks for, and Anthony Miller, who was a former Pro Bowl wide receiver with the San Diego Chargers at that time. So the Broncos bring in Anthony Miller and Mike Pritchard, and when Mike Shanahan comes in, he gets rid of both of them. And the Broncos had no established veteran wide receivers, none. And they had to go with these young, unproven, inexperienced wide receivers named Rod Smith and Ed McCaffrey. And everybody was screaming about how Denver's got no receivers, no passing game. And sometimes when veteran guys go, like an Anthony Miller and like a Mike Pritchard, like a Des Bryant, sometimes... Younger guys step up, 
and show you things and are given an opportunity to shine, and they do. And I'm not telling you that these guys are going to be better than Jason Witten and Des Bryant, but what I am saying is I'll bet you that they're going to be better than people think. That's I'll all tell I'm you saying. A story. I'll tell you a story. Andy yeah. Reid once uh, brought in these young receivers, yeah. Todd yeah. Pinkston and Freddie Mitchell. <laughs> and everybody said, oh, my God, you have no receivers. And you know what? They had no receivers. And that's why they didn't win the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, you know what? It could go that way, too. There's no doubt about it. But, Let me just take Glee in their demise. That's all. Shafty. But, but let me say this also. That Dallas is not counting and relying on its passing game, even though, even though you need it. They're, they're relying on that offensive line. And they and they lost the Travis Frederick. Frederick and, and I think that, it, you know, frankly, it'll be a surprise if he plays again this year. Wow. I, think, I think, you know, you're looking at an injury that could – Derail his entire season. Now right, Joe really, Looney, the Joe Looney, the backup center is pretty good, and Zach Martin is back. So if, if yeah. the only change in the offensive line is the center, yeah, there's a drop off, but they're still going to be the Cowboys' offensive line. All right, real quick, Giants. You see the Giants as the Eagles' chief competitor in the division? I don't know the Giants are going to be better than people think. I believe. I mean, they've got a trio of weapons here in Barkley, Beckham, and Ingram. Not to mention Sterling Shepard that are really good. And so I know people have questions about Eli Manning, but I would say this, that a lot of times if you surround somebody with that much talent, it's hard to think they can't keep making plays. The Giants have some defensive questions. Giants still have some offensive line questions. Uh, I, will they challenge the Eagles? Those, the Eagles are a better team. They're a better team. But the Giants will be improved. All right. That sounds great, my brother. What do you got? We're, we're, not, doing you... The, we're, not, doing the, we're not doing the Redskins in the no. No, I, nah, no. Nobody else is. Nah. <laughs> no, but they don't not matter. Deserve, not deserving. Do you think they should be talked about? Uh, I, I, I never, I never fully trust that team to, to. I mean, they, they've struggled to take that next step, right? They, they can't seem to get there for whatever reason. That's but I will say this: you'll get really, to Shifty saying they stink. Right. <laughs> no, no, I, I, well, no. What I am saying is that I, I do like Alex Smith an awful lot, and I do think he'll be a stabilizing factor. But again, they, they they've had many good people through there and have been unable to uh, get to where they need to get to go. That's it, brother. Listen, you'll be watching waiver wires news. This is a busy Labor Day weekend yeah. for you, Shefty. You know, there's no no barbecues. Well, you know, it's funny, Anthony. I'm moving my son into college right now. The last two days, and um, we got here Wednesday, and I thought to myself, well, it's the day before the final preseason game, nothing will really happen. And then the uh -huh. Seahawks traded Brett Hundley and Michael Kendricks got charged with insider trading and Aaron Rodgers got his new deal and Teddy Bridgewater got traded and we're trying to get stuff at these shops to get my son you know, carpets and health and beauty aids and, and my wife wanted to kill me. And then yesterday we're moving into the dorm, you know, and we're just trying to get everything settled in and, you know, Gronk's new contract waiting on Aaron Donald and, and now we're still here. We're trying to get him moving to the dorm today and, Mm -hmm. and, and she's like, you know, you feel free to join the family anytime. I'm like, no, I, I'm, 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 I'm with us. You know, I'm, I'm doing whatever I can. But it's, it's, uh, it's not easy juggling all the balls sometimes, as we all know. Uh, and you know what's life. funny? Like, you know, when, when they say that, just say, hey, um, I, I don't know, Anthony, the contractor, needs to be paid. <laughs> so you know, it, it, uh, you know. It, it's funny. Uh, sometimes people forget the, these things, right? Like, uh, you know. People. Anyway, don't, don't give me stories. We've all been there. <laughs> one, one thing real quick. I got to yeah. thank you. I'm on, I have two chapters left of your book. Ah. I've read all but two, two chapters. So uh, I'm just telling everybody out there, the man I never met, 
your book about uh, you, your wife's former husband who who tragically died in 9-11. It's a great, great book. Thank you, Bobby. It's uh, awesome. It really is. And I, like I said, I have two chapters left. That's it. I'll finish it this weekend, and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Outrageous, bro. Outrageous. I, 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 I need to tell I, you last week, we were off. Well, Outrageous. Well, I appreciate reading that, Bob. I'm counting on Anthony reading it next. Um, get it done. And thank you for even taking the time to uh, peruse the pages. You got it, buddy. Good awesome. luck with the move-in. Awesome. Hang in there, brother. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. There he is. Adam Schefter.